watching us on YouTube or you're in the sanctuary, we are so very glad that you chose to worship with us today because that means you are still alive and there's still breath in your body. Somebody else just say amen for that. Amen. Still breath in your bodies. And that means God still has something for you to do in this earth realm. So we thank God for his presence and power today. So God, we just honor you right now. Despite the rain that is falling outside, despite those who could not make it into this space, um, but they chose to be with us online this morning, God, we give you thanks for them. We thank you right now. We just ask that your Holy Spirit comes and dwells amongst us in this preaching moment. God, permeate the air, permeate the live stream, permeate our hearts, and bind us together like only you can. God, we lift this moment up to you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Those in the sanctuary, uh, Danielle has passed you a poem that I'm going to read, and I will post the words to this poem later on the live stream in the caption. But it reads, If ten lamps are present in one place, each differs in form from the other. Yet you cannot distinguish whose radiance is whose when you focus on the light. And in the realm of the spirit, in the field of the spirit, there is no division. No individuals exist. Sweet is the oneness of the friends with his friends. Catch hold of the spirit. Help this headstrong self disintegrate that beneath you, that beneath it, you may discover unity like a buried treasure grooming. And I want to repeat that first stanza. If ten lamps are present in one place, each differs in form from another. Yet you can't distinguish whose radiance is whose when you focus on the light. Do you know that we are called to be light in this world? That we're called to be light. I'm not talking about on the earth or the planet, but I'm talking about in the systems, the societies, the communities, and the practices that happen all around us, we are called to be light. What happens when there's no light? People stumble around in the dark. They're lost with no sense of direction. But where there is light, people can find their way because there is clarity. While we know and sing that Jesus, the light, is the light of the world, that's a great true source from the Gospel of John. But in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 14, Jesus tells his followers, you are light. You are the light of the world. He was not just talking to the 12. He was not just talking to an individual, but he was talking to an entire crowd, telling them that they are the light of the world. That is what I want to remind each of us of on today. For those who can spiritually hear me, you are the light of the world. You are the light in the world. You bring clarity. You illuminate. You cause darkness to hide because of what you carry on the inside of you. Light just is. Light is light. It shines, and when it shines, it's not thinking about how far it will go but it just shines and illuminates all that is around it. And so I want you to think about the sun in the morning. 
When it comes out, it's not in competition with anybody. It's not in competition with darkness. It just comes across the horizon and night begins to go away because the sun is being who the sun was made to be. And it shines its rays and illuminates everything around it. It casts its rays. And so I want to encourage you this morning to be light. Be light. Focus on being. Focus on being. Don't chase anything. Don't run after anything. Money, man, woman. But stand and attract and draw that to you, which will come just by you being light. We can drain and dim our own light by chasing after things, by being in places, overexerting ourselves. We begin to dim the light of God that's within us. Focus on being, not chasing, but attracting and drawing to you what God has for you. I want you to think about the imagery of a lighthouse. The imagery of a lighthouse, when you are on the beach and you see a lighthouse that's out there lighting the waterways, lighting the pathways for people to find their way, the lighthouse is not running around. The lighthouse is stationary and being what it was created to be, and it illuminates and shines its light, but it attracts the attention for people for, from miles away just because it is who it is, what it's supposed, it's being what it's made to be. And so what I'm saying is, we don't have to run here and there and over insert ourselves into things that are not ours, but shine our light. Be visible with our life, and those that we are meant to help, those that are meant to come on our path, they will come. And so the lighthouse shines, but it's also visible. So you must be visible with your light, okay? And so since we're here, I just the thought came to my mind, so many of us have gifts and passions. We shine great at home. But we never let that light out into the world, right? We always say our gifts, our passions are a part of our purpose. I talk about purpose. That's my thing. But when you are in purpose, you need to be visible because your purpose is to bless a collective. It's not just about you. And that is how you bless the world. When you step outside of, sometimes there's a false humility that we built up. Well, I just don't want to be seen. Ah, uh, is that you? Or is that just some false humility that has been placed on you? God needs you to be visible in this world. Doesn't mean you have to talk a lot, post a lot, um, communicate a lot, but to be visible because your light is not about your words. Your light is about the energy that you exude and take with you into the world. So there are people around you that you may not even realize and recognize and know that need your light. But first, you must shine. Right? First the light must shine, and then the light must be visible. You are the light of the world. In the second part of Matthew 14 talks about, Jesus tells them that you are the light of the world, a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Visibility. Visibility. In my late 20s, I lived in Atlanta for about three to four years, and I love, one of the things I love, and still to this day, about Atlanta is the skyline. 
at night, when you come into the Atlanta, whether you're coming from east, west, south, or north, you see all the buildings, all the skyscrapers with the logos for the companies, and you see the hospital, you see everything, and it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, but you can see it because the buildings sit higher, are positioned higher than the actual interstate. The interstates come in lower, and so it is as if Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, is on a hill, and it cannot be hid. Clearly visible. We are not only called to be light, we're called to be visible light. And your light needs to be visible in order to illuminate the world around you. So here's the thing about a city on a hill. It sits at a higher elevation. Those on it see the surrounding area better than those that are actually in that area. So what may appear like a great obstacle to somebody that's down in the valley from the hill, you may see that that mountain really comes down earlier than we think it does. They have a bird's eye view of the land around them. And so it gives them a higher perspective than those that are not on the hill with them. We should, as the body of Christ, those of us, sometimes when we say the body of Christ, we think about everybody but ourselves. But I'm talking to Pamela and Antonio and Danny and Christine. You should have a higher perspective than those in the world. Your perspective, how you respond to things, should be higher than those in the world. And so we don't approach our problems the same way as the world. When people call us, our perspective should be higher. And we should have influence by the sheer fact that our consciousness is elevated and we see situations differently. Too many of us are allowing the world to tug on us and pull on us to do things according to the world's standard and not the way that God and Jesus has taught us in the New Testament. Our response should be a kingdom response to all circumstances. And so when you walk into dark, dim, hopeless situations, you must not come down off of the hill. You must not come down off of the mountain to engage at a consciously lower level. You are to stay here and let the people around you either come where you are or you have the influence to guide them. Now, you have to have influence in order to guide people so that matters what they see you do in one arena and see you do in the next. And so that's a whole sermon, influence, influence. How many of us hinder our own influence because we are to have influence because before Matthew 14 it says that we are to be salt and to be light. But you carry light. You should always carry a kingdom perspective with you into all situations because you're supposed to bring clarity, you're supposed to bring peace and you're supposed to bring Jesus and the principles of Jesus with you. You are light. You are a city on a hill. And I just want you to know that today. Um, we are to bring heaven to earth. The model prayer says, thy will be done on earth as, in, as is in heaven. And we are the body of Christ and we represent, we live in this physical Dimension, but we also live in a spiritual dimension. So, I'm going to say that again because I said it last week and I said it the week before, but we live in two dimensions. 
We live in two different worlds, and I'm going to repeat it until I see us embody it as a church family. The material world and the spiritual world. And that's why the Bible says that we are to be in the world, but not of the world, because we are sourced by another world. We live in two dimensions. And one sustains us. The world can never sustain us. But it is the kingdom of God, the spiritual realm, which sustains us and should set the tempo for how we choose to live our lives and our standards. Have you guys ever seen when they put sprinkles on cupcakes? I love sprinkles. And some of us are allowing the world to sprinkle its stuff all over us. And we spend so much time trying to get the sprinkles off of us that we're not beneficial, we're not effective to the body of Christ in the body of Christ. We're not effective for the kingdom of God. And when I say for the kingdom of God, I'm just not talking about church on Sunday, but we represent the kingdom every day of the week. We represent the kingdom of God. And so while we're struggling with things that don't have to be, because we won't live based upon the spiritual realm, we will not allow the kingdom of God to influence our actions, our choices, who we yoke with, who we choose to be close to us. We're always trying to get the sprinkles off. It's like a bride when they throw rice on her. She's trying to get rid of the rice. You know, it's all in her hair. When I was a little girl, I would just light them up. Like, <laughs> and they, but the, sometimes that's how the world is on us, and we're just trying to get it off. Get it off. So that, because we know, I believe and I know everybody in here, because I've preached it for a whole year, that you know you have a purpose, that you know you have gifts and passions on the inside of you. But many times we can be our own hindrance because we don't keep clear paths. What do I mean by that? We put stuff on our paths. We load up our schedule. We date the wrong people. We answer the wrong phone call because we don't have a clear path. So how can you get to your purpose? How can you be where God wants you to be when your path always has junk on it that has nothing to do with who God called you to be? How can we? How can we? How can we? Um, we need to be salt and light. You're supposed to impact the world, not the world just take over you. And so if we only focus on this physical dimension, our light will get dim. And so what do I mean? I want to explain because sometimes I say these things and it's not clear. So examples on the physical dimension. If your only goal is a car, a house, land, how can I get laid this weekend? Let's be honest. Look at the crowd we minister to, so let's be honest, okay? Um, your degrees, your businesses, your light will get dim by focusing so much on the external in one dimension, to focus in one dimension. But there's another dimension that the children of God should give great attention to, right? And it's that dimension that nobody can make you do. We can talk about it. We can preach about it. We can pray about it. But nobody, at the end of the day, I can't make you get up in the morning and pray before you go to work. I can't make you journal. I can't make you meditate. But those things, if you begin to do them with some consistency, you will know what I just said to be true. I'm telling you what I know, not what I heard somebody say. Because when you line up with God and his word and you focus on your purpose, do what God told you to do, 
Focus on the spiritual dimension. Everything that you need in this physical realm will chase you down almost as if it landed in your lap. As if, I don't know where that came from. God did that. I had nothing to do that. I didn't, I didn't call that, I didn't chase them down. They called me. They found me on social media. God, if you just focus on your purpose, focus on the spiritual realm, focus on what God is saying to you, everything that you want and need will come. And I know there's some people listening, you know, uh, theologically probably going to challenge me, but I'm telling you what I know. <laughs> I'm telling you something I studied in seminary. I'm telling you what I know to be true. We don't have to chase anything down. Um, well, the vision, the, the imagery is coming to my mind, but a high priestess sits on her throne. And she doesn't come down off of her throne for just anybody. And so some of us have left our throne meddling into things that have nothing to do with us or our assignment. And high priestess has so much power, she can just say what she wants. And she sits and she waits. Get back on your throne. Get back on your throne. And so we talk about principles, but I repeat principles over and over again. If you were to listen to some sermons from last year, I probably told you the same thing. But it's one thing to know a principle in your head. But when you begin to connect your head to your heart, when you begin transforming, which starts with renewal of your mind, that's why I repeat them, okay? But when you start connecting your head with your heart, you begin to embody those principles. And you will look up one day and you won't even know. But because you repetitively put yourself in a place where truth can be spoken to you, there's a change that happens that you don't even understand that the Spirit of God does. And so keep walking until you see it. Because I'm going to say it until I see it in you. And so I want you to embody Begin to embody, focus on being before you try to take anything out into the world. Focus on being that first. It doesn't matter how many memes you post, how many affirmations you post, but if the people around you know you don't embody those principles, you're not going anywhere with anything because you don't have a true charge or a vibration that's high enough, consciousness high enough behind it. So focus on being and embodying just for yourself first. Just for yourself. And the last thing I want to remind us is don't stand in shadows. <laughs> don't stand in shadows. Because when you stand in somebody else's shadow, your light doesn't shine as bright. Be light. Be in your purpose. Draw people, places, and things to you that you need. Be visible. Someone this morning woke up praying for what you have to offer. And they don't even know your name. I was talking to one of my spiritual guides uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she said, Eva, I wake up in the morning and I tell God, um, she said, I don't get so focused on who my audience is. You know, when you go into these boot camps and business stuff, they want you to identify your audience. But sometimes they watch you in. Right? She said, I don't. I don't focus so much on who I think my audience is. I said, God, connect me to the person that's manifesting me. That's deep. Connect me to the person that is manifesting me. Somebody is manifesting Latrina right now, and they don't even know her name. Connect me to the people that need what
what I have to offer, what you've given me and what you told me to do. Connect them to me. Draw, not chase. The last thing, don't show up fraudulent. Because when you show up fraudulent, somebody will pull your card. You must be and embody the principles you're trying to offer the world. There will be those who will be blessed just by being in your vicinity. And let them be blessed. You're supposed to. There are those whose consciousness will raise because they were in the circumference of your light. And they're supposed to. They're supposed to if you're being light. So my word to the firm foundation this morning is to turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. Amen? Amen. 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 The music ministry is going to come.